0: What's going on, clones and clonettes? Uh, it's another episode <laughs> of Watch need, from Mercury.
1: You will not erase non-binary clones on my podcast.
0: <laughs> it's another episode of Watch from Mercury. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Maxim. And
1: I am your host, Alex.
0: And this week, we're talking episode 21 of Witch for Mercury. Um, but before we get into that, uh, spoiler alert, as always. And two, uh, we have a big announcement. We're getting married. No, that would <laughs> Dramatic be <that>. cause. <laughs> <laughs> Big announcement guys. Once Witch from Mercury season two wraps up, we are going to be watching jujitsu Kaisen season two. Um, after much deliberating about what direction to take with the pod, we have decided that part of the fun of this pod is watching something as it comes out week by week. That brings us a lot of joy. It drives a lot of listener engagement. We love hearing you guys theories and thoughts. Um, when they're nice and concise. Uh, (laughs) But um, we had a significant drop in listenership when we reviewed Zero Eighth MS Team. Um, And I I just don't think if we pivoted to an older Gundam series that we would be uh, at the same place we are now. Um, So we're going to watch Jujutsu Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. So what you can look out for is we're going to drop an episode... Uh once witch from mercury wraps we're going to have an episode of Jujutsu Kaisen season 1 and then we'll have another one reviewing Jujutsu Kaisen 0 and then we will continue business as usual but watching Jujutsu Kaisen season 2.
1: Yeah and uh listeners have fun trying to make your YouTube like dictation on your remote understand the word jujutsu kaizen cuz <laughs> oh boy it's a different interpretation interpretation every time i try to say it. I'm like jujutsu kaizen it's like judaism I'm like no but you know i'm interested in other cultures let's let's go down this rabbit hole <laughs> good rabbit hole not a... you know anyway
0: um so kind of guys one one thing is like uh we started as a Gundam podcast um i love gundam i love mobile suit gundam i have my fully built full mechanics aerial i'm sitting next to me on my desk waiting for decals but uh it's it's important to watch stuff i think it's important to do what the listeners respond to and do something that changes it up a bit uh because at the end of the day like we will review gundam stuff when it comes out but you all know it does not come out very often (laughs) yeah and maybe if we have like a lull between things we really want to watch we'll watch something We'll definitely watch uh, the next um, Gundam Gundam. Uh, what is it? Gundam Build Metaverse in October, but this show is kind of going to be like rotating rotating shows that we're watching as the seasons come out, so we can have a nice, fun discussion. As things are releasing, and that's kind of the core of it is we're, we're anime nerds, and let's just like have fun talking anime,
1: <laughs> yeah. we can have a we can have a specialty. We can have a we ma- we major in Gundam, but we have a well-rounded education <laughs> here at Watcher Mercury
0: and uh, for the time being, we are still going to be releasing Gundam movie reviews on our patreon, patreon.com slash watch Mercury. So if you want some Gundam content, head over there. um and we'll keep we'll keep producing it. um. But yeah, so that's our big announcement. Thank you guys so much for... Sticking with us. Uh if you got a problem with that, you can email us at watchformercury at gmail.com. <laughs> you can call us cucks and whatever else you want, and we will laugh at you and your frustration.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah. And by the way, just a little peek behind the curtain. Uh I had been pulling for a long time to make our next season Chainsaw Man, and then someone thought it was too horny and didn't want to go beat <laughs> by beat through it. And I understood because it was yeah. it is.
0: <laughs> I was earnestly want like. I will talk about this when we do the Jujutsu Kaisen episode, but I was like, Jujutsu Kaisen is like Chainsaw Man without the boobs. That's... (laughs) Pretty much.
1: It's... Yeah. Yeah. And without, like, quite as much economic boot on your neck.
0: Yeah. 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 So, uh... Yeah, so we'll be watching Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. I hope you guys are fans of that. I know you guys are Mecha fans and love Mobile Suit Gundam, and you're here for Witch for Mercury, because if you weren't here for Witch for Mercury, uh, if you were... Not here just for that, you would have watched Zero Eighth MS team. And trust me, when I look at the RSS feed, I know many of you did not watch that. So or listen to We know
1: to that. we know how many UU Watch a show stands are out there.
0: Yeah. We put out we worked hard on an April Fool's episode and not one of you acknowledged it. Okay. Mm. We know what you're here for.
1: But You know how proud I was of the title UU Watch a Show? Very. <laughs> Still am.
0: So yeah, uh, we love you guys, we love your listenership, you guys are awesome to uh, interact with every week, and um, uh, the show has brought us a lot of joy. It's very fun to do, you guys are great, we are not yelling at you for being exclusively Gundam fans if you are. <laughs> 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 but we're excited for to see where this show takes us, and um, who knows, if this turns out to be a massive flop and the numbers tell us, um, hey, people don't like Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, which I from what I can tell, that is not the mm. case. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. You know, uh, every project is just doing it until something goes wrong, or you're feeling something else, trying something new, maybe going back to the first thing. But we'll we'll see how it goes. So if we
1: fail, there's always one piece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always one piece. It'll go oh long after God. we're dead.
0: I would even be like, can we just review the manga just <laughs> to crash <or laughs> just to just save
1: crush it some of our spare time for education and like life
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah that's the plan guys i know i'm rambling but patreon.com slash watch for mercury we're still doing gundam reviews every month last month was mobile suit gundam one and this month will be mobile suit gundam two and we will probably be recording that next week or two i know they come out late in the month but like we're busy okay um patreon.com slash watch for mercury thank you to everyone who's already a patron who supports us you guys rule and uh let's get to the listener mail before we get to the episode so watch at gmail.com is where you can hit us up at hit us up with your theories your beef your complaints um tell us why you hate jujitsu kaisen or why you <laughs> won't watch anything that doesn't <laughs> have like, a robot in it
1: more like jujitsu cooks haha <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right
1: that's our one fan who begrudgingly listens to everything we do but hates every second of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> jujitsu kuxin um that's gonna be the title of the season one episode
2: <laughs> yes it is
0: <laughs> so let's dive right into it um we got a couple emails up top and we got some emails at the end we got a long email at the end from uh CY. i wouldn't normally read an email this long but it's great content and it's a first time uh, writer. So I'm going to I'm going to read it at the end of the episode because it is good information. And I'm just going to put it at it the end because it's long. So everybody gets one. Everybody gets one except for, for, for Fergal, who we kept uh, accidentally forgetting we already gave one.
1: <laughs> he gets one every week but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know keep it concise but if it's good info we'll read it okay so starting off right now we have a couple emails from kylan uh subject line some quick thoughts i'll try to keep this fast as i know you two prefer things to not be gigantic paragraphs but i promise nothing thank you kylan uh the, the main thing is despite loving the story and where it's all going it really does feel like a 50 episode plot being shoved into 24 episodes this is, of course, a problem with the seasonal anime model. If we still had the same release schedules as the 90s or the early 2000s, we could probably get a full 50 and have them fill in some of the slice of life stuff, as well as let the group names sink in longer so we can go, oh, I remember that one. On the other hand, I might just be pre-programmed by Battletech to remember faction names because I'm sitting here wondering how many, wondering how people aren't picking them up. Maybe it's a un- my unique combo of being a lore hound and ADHD helping me hyper focus on world building. I do well, you hope got the good ADHD, the one <laughs> you that got makes the good you, one. <laughs> the one that
1: increases your intention selectively, which is it's cool. I, I have that one too. So I, I I have to work to make every conversation I have not go back to Alexander Hamilton or Bob Dylan. Because I <laughs> I wanna drag them there every time. It's weird on a date. <laughs>
0: Um, I do hope we're lucky. At the end of episode 24, we get a witch from Mercury returns in slide at the end. Stay safe. And may your shield be a thousand factions and shell companies. Yeah, I think it's um, th- like by now I've got it down, but even this episode, they mentioned a faction that's like way on the background, but I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this,
1: this I, 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 glanced at this email earlier this week and I, I had this in mind when I was doing my rewatch and I was like, I couldn't agree more. This feels like, and also it has become, I think, tonally clear that we were wrong. There is probably no season three. This feels like we are in the end game now uh, with Quiet Zero. Yeah. And on some, and we'll get to it in the episode, but in some ways they're paying stuff off really well. In some ways, I'm just—I've accepted that there's certain things the show is just kind of broken about, and I think a lot of that goes back to they probably shouldn't have made this 24 episodes. Shattuck should have been a much longer, uh, kind of parallel villain mm-hmm. to Prospera. His plan is so and the and the Shattuck thing. I think is 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 well is um. It's a good microcosm for a lot of the issues of the show. It was so cool to watch. If you put a gun to my head, I couldn't describe you what his actual plan was. I just knew he had a plan, people were gonna <laughs> die, and it was about Earth and space classism. I couldn't tell you what he actually wanted to do. It happened too fast.
0: I so, got as far as, oh, he wants to he wants to sell the Benaret group assets to Earth. Uh, and then I was like, but what did that mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what does just, that mean though? <laughs> there's a
1: lot of the show where where I'm just surprised Pikachu. Uh, yeah, is <laughs> kind of glazed, and so you know I think a lot of this with the clone stuff with the with the and even just ge- the lack of differentiating what each group wants and what they're willing to do to get it. They're all they all kind of have the same game plan except one of them has soft cloning technology. Sort of like I feel like on a if a, if this episode uh, not episode, if the series had more breathing room, we would have gotten we would probably remember more of the group names because they would have gotten to do more stuff that would differentiate mm. them. And we would have just been able to sit with stuff longer and it wouldn't feel like, uh, well, you know, sneak peek for this episode. It's great. It's still got problems. And I think there's just some things about this series that. I don't know if they said we want more episodes and they said no, or if they jumped the gun or what, but man, I could not agree with this theory more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It could have used some more breathing room, but who knows? It might not be over. Um, I'm stoked about it. I do have at the end of this episode, I do have a couple of continuity complaints. Um, Do you now? uh, Yeah. uh, It's rare for me to focus enough to pick it up, but uh, I did it maybe. I was like, wait a second. And I actually went back through our show notes to see where these things were mentioned because I have some complaints. Yeah. not a huge one okay uh Ky- <laughs> kylan write in a another email called a second thought um i appreciate you writing in kylan but i have no idea what the show is that you're talking about so it doesn't there's i i just don't know so <laughs> um but yeah thank you for writing in i uh, appreciate it uh let's see what the other thing is oh yeah Battletech, dude Battletech factions you get into Battletech and you're like there's six faction there's there's five great houses and there's the clans and then after two and a half years of playing Battletech, I'm like, okay, there's like 50 factions and I'm still having people surprise me by what other factions exist. Yeah. It's a mess, it's a mess. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, here we go, let's keep going. Okay, who is the next person? I have it in the notes, I have it in the notes. Okay, we have an email from Mike. This is a email that I'm gonna split into two halves, but the subject line is cockpit voice recorders on Mecha and other stuff. Uh, thanks for bringing up one of my favorite topics, sarcasm. Uh, from what I can tell, despite re- despite writers kind of analog- analogizing Mecca to fighter jets, said writers generally don't know that cockpit v- that cockpit voice recorders CVRs are a thing. At best, they will do nothing that rules out the existence of a CVR. At worst, like Knights of Sidonia, they will they will write plot beats that only makes sense if there isn't a cvr like em- everyone blaming a guy for getting someone killed when the orders that got said person killed came from the squad leader and then yeah the rest of this email is for the end but yeah uh, they love to not be like uh oh we caught this rec- we we recorded all the combat data for this fight onto the gundam uh but we didn't hear what anyone said
1: <laughs> yeah this, i feel like r- writers of mecca not taking into account that stuff like this should exist in a plane with a or a military weapon with a recorder or whatnot. It kind of feels like, remember when uh Witch for Mercury had that episode where they were in a gym and all the equipment just looked a little bit wrong? I feel like it's the same <laughs> kind of thing like, did you guys actually do any research on what you were supposed to draw or write about? Or did you just kind of assume what this yeah. looked like in real life? So it's like, I bet there's a pilot going like, this would all be fixed in real life. How is this? No one yeah. is not an three of the orders.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like the the classic um you're watching a movie set in modern times and the whole movie is about a miscommunication, but you're mm-hmm. like, but they have cell phones. Yeah. Why don't they use their cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um okay uh i think that's it for the uh listener mail at the top we got a few at the bottom of the episode so stick around um watch for mercury at gmail.com and patreon.com slash watch for mercury come support your favorite uh anime podcasters and um write in about why you hate the decisions they make for the show it's kind (laughs) of uh we give you why you love
1: them or why, or why you, you love, love them?
0: <laughs> yeah, if you well, could throw us a compliment once in a while, that would be nice yeah. too. You know, uh, I
1: know we're kidding, but we also don't want a self fulfilling prophecy. This one, we're like, oh, write us about how much you hate us and wish the show didn't exist, and then we get emails like that. Oh God, they actually. D- oh no! <laughs> oh
0: no! <laughs> yeah, I'm wa- we're wasting um, several me- megabytes of the internet every week with <laughs> with our content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Trust me if uh, if people actually hated what we made uh, our numbers wouldn't be as good as they are. So, thank you guys for oh, listening. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> All right. So, episode 21, what we can do now. Um it kind of a lame title. Uh I hope I was hoping it would be like the last one is like the end of hope and then this one's like the total annihilation of hope <laughs> or yeah, the beginning of war or something. It's just yeah. like look
1: at what, what we can do now.
0: Yeah, yeah. and this one, um, this one, this episode has a lot of chit chat. Uh, it's very good, but they, yeah. it's a very meaty first half. Like i had been taking notes for like 30 or 40 minutes and I was like, man, I'm just at the halfway
1: point. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the laser part yet.
0: And speaking of lasers. OK, so the episode opens on the Space Assembly League ship where Belmeria and the other dude are headed towards the school. Uh, The dude whose name we don't know yet He's on a phone call where he instructs Someone to quote Take it to the Benneret group's head front office Or head office front I have an idea for a pilot And that's a Chekhov's um, Phone call Um, So at the school uh, Next scene the school's all fucked up Um, A lot more damage That's exactly what I have
1: in my notes
0: (laughs) Yeah, The
1: school's all fucked up (laughs) A lot of the school is fucked up But that's pretty close No, mine literally says the
0: school is fucked up, too. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, (laughs) That's what I literally have. Oh, you can't see. It's backwards on the camera. But the school is fucked up.
0: Yeah, and it's like uh, a lot more. Okay, so the gun Vulvas and um, Noria did a lot more damage to the school than I thought they did. It's interesting
1: that obviously she wanted to take out as many lives as she could because it was a school shooting. But it's like she also wanted to destroy the architecture too, which was you know mm-hmm. not usually something you see in in crimes like this. Yeah. Like she was going to take down the institution as well.
0: Mhm. Which architecture would you attack in New York hypothetically? <laughs>
1: Um I don't know if we should be doing this.
0: <laughs> um I'll give you one. It's it's the guardrails on the vessel. It's the part of the vessel that don't let you go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. Anyway, um uh, let's see. So we see the front management um company they have mobile suits patrolling and cleaning up. All of the students of the school are living in temporary buildings, huddled together. Um, I'm sure there's better a better word for what that is. It's kind of a makeshift refugee camp deal. Yeah. Um, clearly, it's been a while, probably several several days. One of the students hasn't showered in a while and complains about it. Everybody's traumatized, except for Saleta, who is handing out blankets enthusiastically.
1: She just went into full mutual aid mode. Good for her.
0: Yeah, dude. She rules now. We're getting that. We're getting this this was a this was a Soletta best girl episode. Yes um, it was. I yes, love this. Um, so she's handing out blankets. Cecilia approaches her and asks why she's doing all this and Cela's like because I can move around um and Cecilia's like okay, whatever. She walks away and she goes, "Mercurian Miss, have you changed?" And Cela's says, "I guess so." So I guess um, she's not sulking anymore and being sad. She's kind of realized that she's just got to step in and help. Um, Jet Turk Corporation, uh, Petra is in the hospital all fucked up. Um, <laughs> that's the only way to say it. Yeah,
1: I, I, w- I was of mixed feelings about this because it was a little cheap to let her live. But also <laughs> I feel like they fucked her up enough and I feel like they're planning something that I'm not. I don't entirely hate it, but there was part of me like, okay cool so just we're just doing plot armor great
0: yeah i'm i'm okay with this one uh yeah i'm generally okay with it but the death the death would have been really amazing um maybe it'll come maybe it won't who knows they did mention it's like risky she's in a risky condition Mm. but uh dude Delling has been in the hospital for all of season two so D- he's he a
1: character anymore.
0: He's, he's not a sort character. of
1: chilling out on life support and
0: <laughs> he's chilling on life support. Anyway, uh Ghoul calls Felsi to check uh Petra's status. Petra's at risk and Felsy's like I can't get a hold of Lauda and Ghoul G- is like I'll try to call him. Anyway, uh at the Dominicus office, uh Rajan meets with Captain Avery. Um they're discussing like the Liffith Ur and the terrorist attack. Rajan says the fact that they didn't know that Shattuck was harboring um, the terrorists was a huge failure failure on their part. Meanwhile, a news report in the background says that Mirina is now the president of the Benarit Group. Which they really think is, snuck that
1: in there, huh?
0: Yeah, it was so. It was like the I would like as a subs listener, it was like a real real fast eyeball movement to catch that one while they're talking (laughs) that drives me crazy when there's
1: dialogue in the background because it's also subtitled so i'm like i'm gonna be starting and stopping this thing rewind okay (laughs) i i i like that they dealt with the election part of it in a very succinct way i feel like they went a little too succinct i would have liked to have seen just one scene of her taking the oath or something. So I don't have to watch it while I'm watching something else. But I do like, we didn't have to see like a whole campaign,
0: but I I don't, it was a little more, I guess. I just don't understand how she wins the presidency. Considering what happened at quinoa Harbor. Like, wasn't that the whole thing? Like we got to get them on my side, then they'll vote for me. But it's like, Okay, did she just become the president because Shattuck got arrested? Is it like a default? What is going on here?
1: So this this is like I didn't vote for Trump, I voted against Hillary kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, or like, um, imagine if like, uh, Trump became president because during the the last primary or last general election, like Hillary Clinton uh, went to jail, or vice versa. Yeah, um, maybe maybe
1: <laughs> has this has like a very vocal neocon following that we don't see. Mm-hmm. That's just like, finally, she cleaned up the fucking earth problem.
0: <laughs> finally, someone can stand up for the spacian rights. Oh, oh, my
1: God. I think that might. I, I don't know if the show means it to be, but I think that's actually a valid read, because I bet you a good chunk of the people who have that decision in space have just been wanting the poor people to shut up and they think she actually did it and, like, didn't mess around. Oh, I don't like that I'm <laughs> right. Or at least I might be. Oh, yeah, I don't know I don't
0: know, what, I don't know what's going on here. Did she win by uh, merit or did she win by uh, just disqualification, essentially? So yeah. they could have spent a little bit more. They could have definitely spent a little more time on this because um, <laughs> she yeah. wasn't president when she got to Earth she left earth and she's just been freaking out the whole time so yes yeah, <laughs> she
1: was she was elected and sworn into office while crying in a room no one's aware of how did yeah. that happen
0: a room where i don't even know where the room is
1: exactly she's in an undis and <laughs> let's let's uh, welcome miss uh madam president who is in an undisclosed location uh
0: <laughs> keep up the good work <laughs> keep up the good work um so Avery, uh, Captain Avery, predicts that the Space Assembly League will now make their move against the Benarick group. Uh, Ghoul comes in and asks if Mirina is back, and Mirina is sitting alone in the corner, uh, and she's in shock, and she's blaming herself for the events of Quinoa Harbor and the attack at the school. Um, and Ghoul is like, we gotta decide the group's direction now. Um, but we do have Shattuck in custody, which is excellent news for us mm-hmm. viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, In the interrogation room, uh, we see Shattuck and Mirina sitting at a table in custody. Shattuck is only permitted uh, 25% of his chest to show. So
1: (laughs) he's like a he's like an (laughs) old Navy Hannibal Lecter would be his look. (laughs) just got like the nice, like tasteful white shirt and just sitting there looking all creepy like you could eat your face. And
0: yeah, it's um, he. He uh he does he 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 starts the series as like way too much chest. Then when he goes bad boy, he has no chest, and now he's imp- incarcerated, so he's like back to a little bit of chest. Yeah, um, it's weird
1: that he was showing more chest to make people like him. And, <laughs> and he's like, well, now that that charade's over, I can can finally put these buttons back <laughs> up.
0: Um, <clears throat> I knew he was bad the whole time. I was like, no one who looks this friendly. Is this friendly? Um, No no one who talks like this isn't going to kill you. Right, Maxim? Yep. Right? So uh, Shattuck basically just asks about Sabina and the others. He he tells Mirina it was all his plan, and he'd like Mirina to go easy on them. Uh, Mirina says, it was all too dazzling. Your idea of putting Earth and space on equal terms. That's why you did it the wrong way. And then Shattuck says, still, someone has to do it even if it's just so there won't be more people like us. Um, And then Shattuck briefly implies that he got the Space Assembly League involved when Mierina rejected him, which is kind of funny. They were like, he was like, I got the Space Assembly League involved. And she was like, when did you decide to cross the line? And he's like, well, when you, mm, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really liked this scene, but just to go back to our thought of like, the series should be longer, this dynamic is so interesting and just looking at this guy's psyche under a microscope i'm like this should have been devoted much more time than it ended up being because this yeah. plot is thread is done and it how many episodes did it last probably a good chunk but it feels like we didn't really get to spend all that much time with yeah. the true horror that shattuck is capable of and granted he's Uh, he's the you know b villain it's prospera is is the main boss but i feel like there was so much more here that just isn't going to be explored and that's pretty frustrating
0: it's i think the one thing this show is guilty of is okay when we get a fight scene in this show it's amazing incredible sound design is awesome animation is awesome i love it but the big plot points are often battles that are resolved in half of an episode, yeah, rather than a full episode. And I know it's like in a shorter series, you don't want to have a two episode battle, but like for someone like Shattuck, it warrants like at least two episodes. Like this whole attack at the school. If this was a two episode thing where it was like really drawn out, and then this was the aftermath episode, great. But it just it just knocks the plot points out a little too quickly. It's such an efficient yeah. plot delivery machine that mm-hmm. I want it to savor the moments a little bit more.
1: It's it's misguidedly efficient, I think sometimes. And like yeah. we were we were talking this week and if I had to kind of sum up how I felt about this episode is it's rad as fuck. If it was 1 degree less rad, I would be way more mad about how a lot of the writing of the show has now told me it's not going to pay off well so it's still got the sins that i have been complaining about but like by the grace of cinema it was incredibly done but i'm like Mm -hmm. oh so quiet zero is a big laser you you're fucking lucky this scene is amazing otherwise i'd be pissed (laughs) we're just doing the opseless again well it looks rad so okay
0: but. I got news for you. Uh, every Gundam series ends with bad guy piloting something that's not a Gundam, but is horrifying. That's their okay. whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Shattuck ends this scene by saying, Do you think I'm a I'm despicable for using cowardly means? And Mirina says, No, I'm just as guilty. Um, back at the school, a student complains about her food rations. They're like eating their MREs outside their tents. And she asks if there's anything better to eat, and then Saletta approaches and gives them tomatoes. Uh, spoiler alert: the students love them. Um, and I will say, every time that someone bites a tomato in this show, they just moan like to a point <laughs> where it like make it like drives me crazy because it's like it's mm. awful. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. So Choo Choo and the other students are handing out tomatoes to everybody. And Nuno is like, "Wait, wasn't the greenhouse crushed?" And then flashback uh, to Earth House. Soletta was refrigerating all the extra tomatoes from the greenhouse. Um because the power had is out from the attack, she decided that she should hand out the tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, all the Earth House students set out to hand out tomatoes and Martin approaches Nika and he says, "Nika, I th- I've been thinking we need to talk one more time." Nika says, once the recovery work is done i'm dropping out but that doesn't mean i've given up on school first i'll have to turn myself in and make amends then i can return to school in my own right um i i i still don't want to give up on the dream of bridging earth and space uh and then martin just starts to cry and he says i'm sorry it's not like i wanted to punish you but what was i supposed to do Uh, nika says if i'd if i'd been alone i'd have given up but since i met you all because you opened my eyes martin i can keep trying and then martin says if you're ever in trouble you can always tell me i'm the head of the house um and so i guess this whole time i've been misunderstanding what they've needed to talk about i think it's just martin just wanted to apologize um but i'm not really sure because like i need to talk to nika i need to talk to nika it's like all right you talk to her and she's like, I'm dropping out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Later nerds. Like it, I was hoping it would be like, what, what is going on? Like, who are you? Like, why did this whole thing happen? Help me understand. Yeah. But it was just like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. yeah at the school they're handing out tomatoes um we see belmeria and the other guy whose name we now learn is gustin parche uh they approach Soleta. um and they say the they're like we need to talk to you we're from the space assembly league and we get a little bit of uh another detail i mean we we, we kind of know this already but it's nice to hear it again the Space Assembly League is, quote, an administrative body that mediates political problems among the fronts. Choo uh, Choo goes, "What does a bureaucrat like you want with us? And Gustin is like, there's something we'd like to ask of you. So the next scene we see we're at the Space Assembly League front and we see the PL ladies uh, talking to a large auditorium full of Space Assembly League personnel. The combat actions at the school front that endangered civilian students, the abduction of Grassley's CEO, these are all crimes committed within the group, and the armed suppression of anti-spacing demonstrations on Earth has resulted in many casualties. Furthermore, we confirm that they've been, they have been—they were secretly developing Quiet Zero, a weapon of mass destruction. At present, the Benarit group can only be called a threat to peace among the fronts. Uh, then a guy walks in. And he says and he takes the stage and says the courageous whistleblowing of PL Technologies is to be commended for the peace and tranquility of the fronts. The Space Assembly League hereby proposes a forcible intervention against the venerate group for the purpose of dissolving the conglomerate and the whole audience cheers. He says by the unanimous consent of all members against and under the authority of Article 7 of the League Charter. The forcible intervention against the Benerit Group is hereby approved. And then we get a cool shot of a bunch of mobile suits and spaceships headed out. Um, so this scene, I like this scene a lot because uh, the PL ladies are just like, "Yeah, let's throw everybody under the bus. Let's just rat them out. Yeah. Let's get these fuckers gone."
1: I'm a, I'm kind of a sucker for the trope of someone who is as bad as everyone else becoming whistleblower to save face. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it, it, it works pretty well.
0: I have a note here that is um what if the PL Technologies ladies were the lesbians all along <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god kiss kiss kiss
0: <laughs> please <laughs> um
1: oh yeah one more thing uh in the scene when it's like what would miarine say about handing out these tomatoes she probably say she was like oh she probably just say like shut up and get them out and i was like so even a hypothetical miarine is like oh she probably say something shitty but on the right side of history yeah like, that's who
0: she is that's her vibe
1: yeah
0: uh, so, at the Dominicus office, we see Rajan, Avery, Ghoul, and Mirina watching the news report about the Space Assembly League. Um, PL chose to jump ship. Um, nobody has found Prospera yet. <clears throat> uh, Avery says that all data about Quiet Zero at Shinsei Corporation has been erased. And uh, Rajan mentions that the Mobile Suit Development Council and Cathedra have decided to back the Space Assembly League. And I would like to point out, Mobile Suit Development Council. This is not the time to be naming things.
1: <laughs> no more groups. No, no more, more groups. groups.
0: <laughs> it's my uh, protest. They all get a call from, they get a call from Sarius Zanelli over Zoom. Uh, he tells me, Arena, he's like, you should have learned more from Delling. Uh, you must cut me off and cut me and Grassley off. Pin all responsibility on us and minimize the damage. You must think of the group's, uh, of the group's continued existence first, Mirina Rembrandt. And then Mirina says, I can't do that. I never want to sacrifice anyone else. Um, And this is all kind of funny to me. This is a crazy comment on capitalism where these people are like sacrificing themselves. Like, Sarius will get everything pinned on him, take all the punishment to basically shift the blame off a mega corporation imagine fucking up your life to defend a mega corporation <laughs> they will take this mcdonald's from my cold dead hands yeah he's like you mu- you must you must think about the con- the continued existence of the group why like dog you will be dead one day who cares if the group is there or not
1: <laughs> yeah and it it is kind of an interesting it, it's it's if there's a lot of layers to this scene Um where, you know, he obviously none of the group leaders are great. It right. is on some level a kindness for him to say, pin it on me, because that in, undeniably takes heat off of me. So that is actually like, oh, he's not a terrible human being in this curve. But also it is a good commentary. On, how, on people's relationships to the institutions of capital in that he's willing to fuck up his own life and reputation for the sake of the institution so he doesn't have to lose faith in it. Like, Do you mm-hmm. remember in Attack on Titan when the bald, crazy general... Was he did some risky move where a lot of people were gonna die, and he's like, "Oh, let history call me a monster. Who cares? Yeah. I'll know that I did the right thing." And it's I can't remember what the move was, or if it was even the right call. The yeah. point being is, he's like, "No, this isn't about me. This is about me having to never face the fact that maybe I made the wrong choices." So it's still about him. So this is also on yeah. um, Sarius' view, um, part still selfish because he is a creepy business guy, but it's also tinged with that kindness of like, arena Anything you can do to make this not your fault, because it's not. Do it.
0: Yeah. uh It. One thing that struck me about the the faith in the institution is if this institution, if the Beneret group were like, oh, this is the they're the supply of energy for all of humanity, like, or these are the yeah. people bringing food to the people. If it was, if there was some type of altruistic, like. <clears throat> Motive or goal by the broader Benerit group, I'd be like, yeah. Think about the continued existence of the group, but it's just a bunch of guys who make weapons. Who, <laughs> who cares?
1: Yeah. If I'm being <laughs> a thousand percent honest, usually I forget what they actually do. I'm like, they're a big group of businesses. They <laughs> big do business. Guys, big group of guys. Big group of guys. A big, you know, this one is the angry business ladies and an angry business guy. He's got the son that shows too much chest. You know, they do
0: business. Sarius is like Mirina. You must allow us to do angry business. <laughs> <laughs> you must uphold the legacy of doing business angrily. We will bring the angry business to earth and even the partitions. If you do not if you do not let me take the blame, there will be no season three of Witch for Mercury.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shit, did I say
1: that out loud? And then he just looks dead into the camera. <laughs>
0: <Cucks. Oopsie>.
1: Miarina, um, <laughs> I am the cuck tell
0: them, tell them <laughs> <what I have. laughs> okay uh we're gonna move on uh so back at the school um gustin and belmeria meet with the earth house students indoors belmeria explains i uh quiet zero to everybody she's like it's a system that establishes and extends a data storm network deployed by aerial and mobile mobile suit type gun bits all systems that use permit will be under its influence Nuno says, is there anything that doesn't use permit? And Bell says, no, at least not in the fronts. Backdoor exposition. (laughs) Yep. Choo-choo, but doesn't that mean this what's it will take over everything? Um, Gustin says, Prospero Mercury intends to use Quiet Zero to create a gigantic gigantic data storm network within the Earth, Earth sphere. If control over the fronts is lost, at worst, there could be a massive loss of life. At which point we cut to Elon5 who is listening to the whole conversation through a vent.
1: Having uh, a little chocolate bar or something. Yep. A little sweet uh, treat for you, boy.
0: Gustin says uh, <laughs> we must stop her before uh, Benerit and the League come into conflict. I ask for your cooperation too. Um, and then they're like maybe you can reason with your mom. And then Sledis says reasoning with my mom is probably impossible. At which point she breaks the news to everyone that she is not Prospera's real daughter. Aerie is the only real daughter. Seleta is a replica child made from Eric's genes. When Prospera was researching Gund, the Vanadis incident happened. She and Aerie fled to Mercury, where Aerie was about to die from her weakened body. And then Prospera used Gun tech to transfer Ari's biometric code to Ariel, which is now Ari's body. Aerie can only live in the data storm, so Prospera is trying to create a world where that is possible. Soleta was just a key to get to that point. Um, it's a mouthful and it took a but that's it.
1: <laughs> I've got questions. So did Celaena know all this from the jump or is she just recounting her weird vision quest with Aerie from the last couple of I episodes? think
0: this is this is what cl- this is what clicked from her interfacing
1: with Aerie. Okay, so she didn't know that she was a clone until she knew she was a clone, right? Yes. Okay. She says Reva's child and no one has follow-up questions which makes me think they know about cloning they've just never talked
0: about it and um so prospera killed 12 kids right i don't know i don't think she killed 12 kids i think she just copied aries genetic sequence into the different pieces of ariel
1: Okay cuz what it the way I what I took away from it and I could be wrong was she tr- she made 12 replic children and Celaena was the only one that was strong enough who didn't die so she kept uploading the dead ones biometric code into the other bits cuz Ari t- to me Ari is dead. Yeah. Ariel has her specs. She's not this is unless we're going to find out that it's, uh, like Gundam Christianity is real and there's a soul or whatever (laughs) I'm pretty sure Aerie proper is dead and this has just got her personality programmed into it and so I thought what she was saying was she made clone after clone to try to like make a new Aerie that could pilot this thing but they kept dying and she kept uploading them until the baby who had the permit score of 8 was born and didn't die from sparkly burnout face I that's what I'm that's what I took away from it
0: but honestly I will tell you I don't you even will, fucking know anymore you will never get an answer to that I promise that's you. what <laughs> I'm so furious about
1: and every <laughs> once in a while like you you at random intervals will get just text from me going but why do they have to fucking kill Elon Ford? It'd be so much better if they left him alive and
0: yeah just yeah. It just
1: went. it could come at any time because it's just I'll be mid-set at the gym and just something will hit me where I'm just like why? Why are you doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. Um Yeah, so Sleta, I
1: don't know. I think she 12 killed 12 kids, but who knows.
0: So, Soleta continues, I love my mom dearly. I still do. Thanks to my mom I was able to go to school and meet all of you, but that's but what's most precious to mom is Eric. No matter what I say, I don't think she'll listen. And then the whole house is surprised Pikachu and my notes just say like if if one of my friends dropped a bombshell like this on me. I'd be like, "Oh, so we're all NPCs." Like, <laughs> yeah. well, "Maximo got something to tell you. Uh, my mother <laughs> had
1: a plan and
0: uh <laughs> be like, "You yeah, this is not like this is crazy. This is going to a college party and saying like, "Oh yeah, my my dad uh owns all the oil in the world and has prevented an electric car. My my family's responsible for all of global warming.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You you tell me that you are the twelfth clone in a line, I'd be like, oh, so you're not just you don't just have main character energy. You were genetically bred to have main character energy. You were you were best girl in a lab.
0: So (laughs) Best Girl in a lab is our title. nice uh okay so yeah that's a bit of a crazy revelation it's a long scene i got more um sled is like yeah, it gets,
1: it, i have more questions as the scene keeps going
0: sled is like i'm sorry i can't be of more use which is crazy uh gustin is like if there's another <laughs> I'm sorry op- the writers only had so much time in this episode
1: <laughs> to explain themselves
0: gustin says if there's another option other than reasoning with her um there's a machine the Assembly League confiscated during the Vanadis incident. It's a Gundam they nicknamed a monster. We'd like you to pilot that Gundam. And Bell goes, "Hold on, you mean the Calibarn? That machine has no filter against data storms. When she operates its shield and then she gets cut cut off." Gustin says, "If persuasion is out of the uh, question, it's our only option." Nika says, uh, interjects, and she goes, would you back off, Miss, Miss Belmeria? At PL, how many pilots did you sacrifice in your Gundam experience, experiments? Like Elon carries, uh, surprise Pikachu, Soletta. Now you're making Soletta expendable? Bell is sad. She starts her crying thing. She gets on the floor. On that day 21 years ago, if only I died with the others. I've thought that again and again, but still, please forgive me. Uh, Nika says, you're too selfish. Uh Saletta realizes she's uh, never experienced the Gundam's curse because Aerie was taking it upon herself. Only Aerie was fully able to synchronize with the data storm. Seleta wants to talk with her mom and Aerie one last time. Uh Saletta says, even if I don't gain anything, I have to do what I can. And she asks Gustin to take her to the Gundam.
1: I do like that they they kind of very subtly turned the mantra of the show you know run get one move forward gain two on its head she's like i have to move forward even if i don't get anything i was like okay Mm, yeah yeah some solid dialogue
0: that's a good note i didn't even realize that i think um i'm really excited to see what this mobile suit looks like because if it like even if she only uses it for like one or two episodes I bet it's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, they're like you
1: can't get in that thing. It raw dog's data storms. It'll <laughs> fuck you up, fam.
0: Yeah, we're going to find out if Celaena is naturally immune to data storms or if it was like Ari actually taking it on. I think Unresolved. It's,
1: I mean, I uh, it could be both, but I mean, I the, the way I thought Celaena's origin went from that uh dream sequence or whatever we got was she was the the replica child that survived because she can go up to eight without dying so but also they're gonna go probably higher than that if that's the threshold they set so i don't know
0: we'll find out or we won't that's okay anyway uh quiet zero um we see ariel connecting to uh quiet zero while prospero watches Um, the Space Assembly League, uh, gets the readings, um, they get permit readings, and they're like, oh, did
1: we, sorry, did we skip the part where they go, does Elon have a new personality?
0: Yup. No, that's, that's after this. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, I thought it was part of the same scene. Um, so, uh, quiet zero powers on, the Space Assembly League notices its, um, presence in space and approaches and we get to see Quiet Zero. It's a big-ass coffin-shaped space station thing. It looks, um, like, a,
1: it looks like a speaker from the mid-2000s that has, like, <laughs> LEDs on it. Yeah.
0: Um, the, the fleet, the Dominicus fleet, or sorry, the Space Assembly League fleet moves in to attack it, and then Ariel uh, activates its permit and launches a bunch of remote-controlled mo- mobile suits, In response, the Space Assembly League launches their mobile suits and the battle begins. In a nutshell, the Space Assembly League is getting their ass beat, at which point Quiet Zero creates a data storm by linking all of the drones, and it creates this huge bubble in space, which surrounds the Space Assembly League fleet, who has now lost control of their ships and mobile suits. And then all of the remote control drones absolutely destroy the Space Assembly League forces, which is so fucking brutal
1: yeah this is when the episode starts to go into territory i'm like this is so rad but also mm. the writing wise i'm still a little disappointed but it's so rad mm. i can't i physically physiologically cannot care right now
0: yeah yeah it's it, this was so fucking cool and i'm so yeah. excited to see how this gets dealt with like it's a
1: big <laughs> laser with a wi-fi repeater essentially but it's yeah. like shaking and everyone's screaming and it's really it's really well done and it goes hard you
0: might say so good um Gould, we see Ghoul watching um coverage of this from an office and he's horrified at the complete destruction of the assembly league fleet and mirina is extra traumatized i do want to bring in my uh, actually you know what i'm going to i'll wrap this this up before we get to my questions okay so back at the earth house gustin receives word of the fleet's destruction and now they know, uh, and he's like, oh my god. But at least they know where Quiet Zero and Prospera is. Um, they're they're like, okay, we're gonna head out. And then Choo Choo interrupts and is like, we're all gonna go together. Uh, the typical Earth Earth house thing, like, you can't leave without us. We're all best friends. Um, uh, Elon Five finally walks in. Uh, he's basically, he's like, it's, a, it's my only chance to escape, so I'll go with you, but I don't want to pilot a Gundam. And then uh, Lilik is like, He's changed personalities again.
1: <laughs> I was uh, so mad. <laughs> I was like, I don't, you, you know, you f- writers, you know you fucked up this plot line. You're trying to joke it away.
0: Like, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think this is Elon 6. I think this is still Elon 5.
1: Yeah, for a second I was like, wait, is this Elon 6? But he apologizes to Saleta, which mm. means it's Elon 5, because Elon 4, first of all, Elon 4, the whole I shall never know love thing, completely went nowhere it was just it was nothing yeah
0: dude that would have been such a good payoff with noria
1: right and that's why we've had this conversation off mic for at length we're like they killed the wrong elon it should have been elon for the whole time with elon prime whispering in his ear to do bad shit but he doesn't want to because he's not a bad person and then yeah. watching him compromise that is so much more interesting but they had to do that face laser happy birthday yep. thing for for reasons because it didn't pay off as a good parallel between Ari and
0: Celaena It was cool and it was good at the time but sure. now I'm
1: like Ugh. <laughs> right it 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 at, it was it was a well done shot and yeah. it retroactive it it shot itself in the foot upstream to the yep. point where it's like you kill the wrong because now the only reason to have the clone thing is because you're trying to say something about the Ari Seleta relationship. Mm-hmm. Did a bad job of that. You might as well make them interesting. Elon 4 was was the best Elon. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Elon Four was best Elon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, they're like, he's changed personalities again. Uh and then Soleta is like, you can only come if you tell me what happened to uh Elon. The man before you, and he's like, I'll tell you what I can. And so, Gust Gustin says, I hate being an adult.
1: <laughs> so how did they fi- how did they just figure out what we know as as viewers that he's that he's not the real one and that he's there on a the changing person Like did they all they all just figure it out in this scene or do they know or, I, I'm I confused as to what Nika, they're trying to say.
0: I think Nika told them.
1: Nika told them.
0: Okay. Off screen probably. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah so um and then uh we the episode ends with a quick uh flash over to the jet turk house we still have petra being hospitalized felsey is sleeping on a bench and lauda is looking up at the gundam schwartz and he's blaming everything bad that's ever happened on mia rene so he's probably going to be the pilot of that and where he's going to do some vengeance or something
1: so we're going into the hard finale probably Uh, oh, yeah. With another villain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's going to get just, he's going to get killed real quick. That's my, yeah. that's I, my estimate. But yeah, I,
1: I f- it feels like a natural end point because he's been through so much, but I'm like, oh, did we need another villain that isn't the villain? Because remember, we still have that original villain (laughs) mom i want villain we have villain at home and it's just Delling, just comatose we still haven't done anything with him unless it's just entirely just to set up prospera becoming the villain but like who the fuck knows this is what i'm saying like this episode was such good television that is slightly cheapened by the fact that this series is is it's got it's never going to fix the problems. I yeah. have with it. I've just I've just accepted that. So and I'm enjoying the ride from now on, but I'm still annoyed a little bit.
0: And here are the two complaints I have about Quiet Zero. Number one, uh, this is a quote of um, <clears throat> this is when Mirina and Prospera were like yelling at each other. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Prospera says. Unless Delling awakens, we can't proceed with Quiet Zero. So what, is, uh, what does Delling have to do with this? Clearly, Quiet Zero just works. Number two, why does Prospera keep wanting Arena to say that she will take over Quiet Zero if she doesn't have to do that? Like, it, there was like, Quiet Zero can only be a thing if this, if this, if this, if this. If this it, and then it's just like, no, 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 none of those things happened. And Quiet Zero is still on. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure the... The flippant answer is, "Well, Prospero's
1: a lunatic," but that's not good enough. And yeah. if you want to be more, more uh, uh, obscure, easy answer is like, "Well, we still don't know what Marina's mom was up to." That's a we get that one in our email box a lot. Like, "Well, you guys don't know what <laughs> which, what she has to do with all this." We're like, "There's three episodes to go home." I, I don't think we have, we're checking in with her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she was a. We, she would have been the Belmiri of the situation. We already got one of those. So
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we would have met her in I the prologue. Know. I think if, if he was really going to matter, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think this, I, I, if I had to guess, I think this show was written a little more on the fly than either of us would like to admit that it has been. Yeah. And I'm sick of pretending that it isn't. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sorry. As a fa- as a person who likes the show, who it's, one of the most fun, fun things I do doing this podcast talking about it every week I there's certain sins that it's just never going to even bother to repent for so how can I absolve them
0: this I will say that like watching this like week by week when this is all over if you binge watched this show it's a great show I will tell anyone who wants to try out Gundam I'll be like you got to watch Witch from Mercury that's like the best entry point now but yeah, there are some it is Swiss cheese. There are <laughs> there are yeah, holes everywhere.
1: And it's it it's sort of just as an overarching issue. It's interesting to me that like when we say the writing has problems, it's not the dialogue. The dialogue is great throughout. Every episode, all of what they're saying to each other is cool. It's the plotting that doesn't really add up in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Some things are they have the the, the two main issues, three main issues. One, too many groups. Two, um, they they are efficient to the point of you don't remember shit because they worked it in so fast and so, you know, slotted in that it, it didn't have any time to make an artistic impact. And mm. three, I, I think they probably wanted to do stuff that they just didn't end up doing. Why yeah. why was Elon Ford never gonna know love if you're gonna shoot him through the face with a laser in episode four? Is that why? It's a I weird it- thing for him to say if that's what's gonna
0: happen to him. I think this is my notes for the writers would be like next time take a breath and next time have a little bit more of a plan. <laughs> yes,
1: have an out- th- this I think this show would have done well to have a th- to have been plotted through the end. And if they have to do shit, you know, to make shit work that they didn't anticipate, that's just television. But like I yeah. feel like this show could have used an outline all the way through. Before they did anything and because uh, a lot of these problems, they, unless we're just up our own asses, a lot of these feel like easy fixes. Yeah. So I don't know if exactly. they were trying to do something that didn't work. I don't know how long these take to make or what. But we were <laughs> just like, like the Elon uh, subplot. We're just like, just don't kill Elon Four. you know, you, you had a, a pretty good point that was like, well, it shows what um, his group is willing to do. I was like, well, we already had Delling in the prologue killing yeah. people who is a, he is a stand in for the bennerit group's evil. We all know they're basically capable of murder now. That beats already been established. So why are we doing this and the poor and also the fact that the poor kid face swap yeah, yeah. is so interesting and they didn't do jack shit with it at least where we're at yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I all think right. that like well, the
1: legacy of the show is going to be it's really good but you know temper your expectations yeah.
0: a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> So we got uh, some listener mail to get to before I got to run and we got to wrap this thing up. But yes. let's get into it. Watch for Mercury at Gmail Hit us up um, from Mark. I fucking knew it. Hey there. First off, no cut calling here. I sincerely love the show. Thank you for being the best Gundam related podcast I have found. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mark. I'm very sorry. We're going to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only two points to make. The fucking tomatoes with all the clone stuff going on. It was an obvious callback to Big O. When tomatoes were all over the front of this episode, I knew they were just gonna they were just gonna do the Big Soleta clone drop. Good news is Mirina loves tomatoes. Also, the missed joke of Belmiria, Bill Murray <laughs> uh may your show may your show be a thousand episodes. Is there a big okay so Big O I'm is. I'm stuck show. on the Bill
1: Murray thing. I can't address the Big O thing to. we get. Is that. I can't tell if that's a joke or not. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't uh, know. Anyway, thank you, Mark, for writing in. So, Big O, I saw a, a video of this show a while back and it's something I want to watch. Um, I guess there's like a tomato clone thing going on here that okay. I don't know about. But if tomatoes are a sign of clones or in some way, Then it's like, oh, the episode starts with tomatoes, we get clone stuff. I don't know. But let's move on. We got more. okay we have the second half of Mike's email. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of annoyed that we're potentially in the final arc of the show, and we still don't know anything about what the PL ladies actually want. They want lesbian romance, just like the rest (laughs) of us.
1: And by the way, just as a blanket statement, one more episode where they didn't kiss. (laughs) <laughs> we're down to three motherfucker you better pay off
0: so we could be he says we could be three episodes away from the end and I can't sum up their motivations beyond money power I don't know Make maybe that's business. A- Maybe that's a setup for season three, but I don't know about that. I really shouldn't have watched Vati Vidya's Armored Core video before watching the episode, because Quiet Zero reminded me of the thing at the end of one of the 15 games that just flung suicide drone mechs at everyone. It excessively feels, like, it feels excessively like a final boss, which makes me lean towards no season three now. I kind of agree.
1: Yeah, I, I, was, I was a big talker of season three last week. I've completely changed my tune yeah it's it's uh, not it's I, I don't th- No, this this was too big and too much of a pull out all the stops to be and the fact that they wrapped up shattuck so fast i'm like oh no we're in the end game this is over. yeah
0: Also, Prospera really disappointed me by just blowing up the Assembly League fleet. You can tell she doesn't play strategy games because she should have used her OP hacks to turn those ships and and mobile suits into cannon fodder to fling at the next group of people who show up to stop her. All she has to do is just kill the crews by messing with the life support. It's literally free military hardware for her. Get good, noob. Get good. Uh, Saleta info dumping about ari's backstory was super weird i guess ari just dumped her memories into saletta's brain i guess the children of the coven are Prosper's failed attempts to dump ari into a human brain or are they just copies of ari's data post uploaded into ariel it'd be nice to know if there's any actual answers to these questions mike sure would be nice sure would be nice mike you're not gonna get it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which for mercury the blue balls of anime Okay, so now we got a big long one from uh, CY. Um, So this is going to be kind of a long one. Um, So I'm just going to crush it as fast as possible. But hi, I started, or the the subject line is, good job on the podcast. Some minor thoughts and a timeline between the prologue and episode one. Hi, I started listening to you gun cucks a few weeks ago and then went back to re-listen to the entire back catalog. Great job. Well, thank you. Uh, I rewatched every single episode to check and reconfirm the details to see if I missed anything. I'm writing in to comment on some th- theories and piece together a timeline while highlighting some unresolved is- issues. This is a long one, so pe- feel so please feel free to pick and choose which ones to read, if at all. Permit. You've commented on how the explanation of Permit came too late with Soleta asking the question in class about the trains. However, the explanation of Permit actually came way before. Permet is a mineral that has properties to transmit information and data, and was primarily mined on Mercury. That's why Mercury, the Mer- Mercury colony, that's why the Mercury colony exists, even though it's so dangerous. However, Mercury's Permet mining business plummeted to the discovery of new ways to mine Permet on the Moon. Mirina says this to Soledad in episode four-ish in the greenhouse. The question uh, uh, that Soledad asks in class is really just to fill her is really just to fill her list. And I did not perceive that as an exposition dump. Uh, let's do, I, I might skip a couple of these sections here, but rep. Uh, where is it? Permit score eight, because, because all permit score does is facilitate the transfer of information. Permit scores one through seven require manual input, much like a machine. Aerie can't go all the way to permit score eight by herself at once. She needs the input of Saletta to reach per- permit score eight. Only at level eight does inf- information flow become become autonomous, and hence Ariel no longer needs manual input as she can do it herself. Okay, I like that. Um, dueling game. Saleta never raises the permit score by, by herself, and Ariel does have a consciousness when she's activated. We can understand that it is Aerie... Uh, we can understand that it is Aerie is the one raising the permit score as Ariel. Instead, Saleta's inputs... Soleta inputs what she wants to do, while Aerie responds with the necessary permit. The dueling games required Aerie to raise Ariel's permit score in order to keep up with Saleta's input during the duels, which were higher intensity than the relatively simple rescue missions on Mercury. This is also why Ariel's permit score tends to increase during the high-intensity duels or fights, as the input from Saleta becomes more complex. Saleta can speak to Ari, and Ari responds by flashing dense data through the cockpit cockpit of Ariel, which are the blue streaks of data. Children of the Coven. I'm very certain this is a mistranslation. I watched uh, Witch for Mercury in, j- in Japanese, I live in Japan and speak Japanese, and I rewatch the episodes after a few days with Japanese subtitles. What Eri says to Saleta is that Soleta and the gun bits are, and then there's a series of kanji, which is pronounced ko- kobun no ko. The way she uses the term is strange, even in Japanese, as kobun means somebody who is subservient to the speaker. However, ko can mean child, no means of, and it was mistranslated as children of the coven, but I think this is a misnomer. Instead, I understand that this is the gun bits are the children who are subservient to Aerie, made from Aerie's Rep- Repli children. So
1: there so there really was one less group to memorize.
0: <laughs> we found <laughs> yeah. it. We found there it. We got, got rid of it. one. Uh, Repli child, you had an issue with bringing up cloning Uh, with why bring up cloning when they have a perfect face swapping technology? However, I think this is actually really important. You raise good points about if cloning is a technology in this universe, then why have face swap Elons? But what if cloning is not an actual technology that is widely widely available and Aerie slash GunBits slash Soletta are the only clones that exist? I think that Prospera asked Notret to help create Aerie clones in order to download Aerie back from Lifrith. This technology probably does not work super well, Therefore, 11 failed experiments before Saleta.
1: Yeah, okay. I, 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 that's what I figured. I always thought that she was the only clone around. I didn't think cloning was like I, when I said, I believe that cloning could happen because they already had soft cloning. I didn't think there were just clones just living their lives. I thought Saleta was the first clone in existence. I thought it was yeah. just a them thing. But you so. want we're answers? The,
0: Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which for Mercury. Piss off, pound sand.
0: Okay, let's see. Um, uh, We're going to skip ahead here a little bit. <clears throat> okay, so Quiet Zero. Originally, Quiet Zero was a method used to use an antidote-like system to suppress violence, but antidote interferes with gun technology and not permit. Delling was a lieutenant of Grassley and obviously knew about antidote, while Notret was a biogeneticist working on tomatoes. Tomatoes can communicate with each other and release chemicals that defend against attack. So Delling and Notret worked on a system that worked like Antidote, but can also affect Permet. I believe that this is when Prospera comes in and tells Notret that Lifrith has synchronized at layer 33. The three of them decide to join forces in a menage a trois to create Quiet Zero uh, that can force Permet devices to shut down. Delling probably imagined this to be a, a smaller scale device than. That Benarit could sell. This would be equivalent of selling nuclear weapons, but instead of blowing this up, blowing stuff up, this device would just stop all other devices by creating a data storm and controlling the flow of flow of information through Permit. Everyone would have to buy it because if you didn't, then you would not be able to fight back against somebody who did have Quiet Zero. Therefore, peace would be achieved because everybody would have bought Quiet Zero and thus no mobile suits or other permit integrated devices could be used for war.
1: So they're trying to flood the market. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like Obamacare. Like, well, you'll be penalized for not having insurance. So everyone will have insurance. Yeah. We figured Um, out how to get kind of shitty single payer, which is better.
0: But (laughs) this theory does not accommodate for machetes. Um, no. <laughs> what one really does? Believe me, uh, we can kill people without Gundams. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So, um, Prospera also commented that Delling saw himself as an, er- as an arrogant god, which fits this characterization. Rajan of Cathedra also knew about Quiet Zero, which suge- suggests that some level of detail on the Delling version of Quiet Zero was shared with Delling's innermost circle. Delling did not need such a device to reach permit score eight because he had no need for autonomous information flow, which is why Belmeria questioned Prospera why permit score eight was necessary if all they wanted to achieve was quiet zero. Hmm. Uh, the,
1: the longer this goes, the more I'm like, they really dropped the ball with using Delling for anything all that interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, Prospera, you, re- you remember Mirina's flashback to her mother's funeral? vaguely yeah dude there was nothing there uh (laughs) prospera had different ideas and permit score eight would allow Aerie to gain autonomous control over ariel therefore reaching permit score eight was imperative with this and the gunned nodes ariel can expand her permit data storm and potentially even reach higher levels of permit score okay well um i skipped a lot here but um phew that was really long okay so the timeline one uh Elnora and Ari escape to Mercury. El Elnora lives a few years with M- Aerie while working on Mercury. Ari dies and a- Elnora uploads Aerie's bio biodata to Lifrith. Only possible due to the synchronization beyond level th- beyond layer 33. Three, Elnora goes to Earth and meets slash asks NotreT to help create bodies for Aries so that Ari can be downloaded from Lifrith. Four. Notre cre- creates eleven failed clones and one viable Seleta, but Saleta develops her own ego and will, and therefore Ari cannot be downloaded into Seleta. 5. Elnora becomes Lady Prospera and sees the chance to secretly use Quiet Zero to create a place where Ari belongs through the physical man- manifestation of a dense data storm. She continues to work with Notre Tread on Earth in order to create Quiet Zero. Six. As Notret is finishing the original Quiet Zero, Prospera kills Notret because Notret's vision for Quiet Zero did not involve Aery. Seven. Dellan creates the dueling game to find somebody strong to protect Mirina. after Notret dies. He understands this was an assassination. Note that Gjul only has 26 wins the episode, at the start of episode one. That's not a lot of wins considering the frequency that dueling seems to happen. After Seleta joins school, uh, Delling tells Mirina through proxy that he's taking her out of school and will prepare a groom for her, which would have render- rendered the dueling game useless. Eight, Pro- Prospera approaches Delling to continue Quiet Zero, and Delling accepts. From there, Delling and Prospera work together to fool the rest of the Benneret group and hide Quiet Zero from the companies. Nine, Prospera returns to Mercury and sends Seleta to school to participate in the dueling game and thus starts the main series. prior to the events of episode 21 i fully expected season three and four however with the reveal of quiet zero and plot lines being answered in episode 21 i now think it's much more likely that we will get a movie announcement instead of 25 more episodes i doubt that everything will end at episode 24 with the real protagonist gundam caliburn only appearing for three episodes after all bandai need to sell gunpla Thanks for indulging this very long email. I hope you enjoyed this, even if you don't reading end up reading any of it on air. Cheers from Tokyo, and may your episodes be a thousand theories. C.Y. Whew! Thank you, C.Y. Very yeah. long, but a lot of good stuff to think about.
1: I like the idea, I don't know if it's going to bear out, but I really like the, the kind of fan theory that Dilling is also plotting revenge on Prospera for killing Notret. I think that's actually kind of interesting, and in that, you know, sometimes sci-fi, like Star Wars, has the problem of if everyone has a destiny and can't we just be people? Why is everyone secretly a Skywalker or whatever? But I do kind of like that applied to here, like, oh, the Saleta-Mirine thing, they didn't just meet. This was pre-planned by the families because that kind of enhances the themes yeah. of how much agency do you owe to yourself versus, like, what do you owe to your family? So I think that mm-hmm. if they pull that, I think that actually would, would be pretty cool. That'd be um, sick. And I'm all in on this is going to be the end. If there was a movie, what would they even do? It seems like they're they're blowing the big guns now. I don't know what's there to do, unless it's just a, a just a rom com harem with a, at Earth House or something. <laughs> uh,
0: if the movie is just sort of a My Neighbor Totoro slice of life type of <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know Kiki's delivery service with a giant robot. I I I'm in the camp of. No season three, no movie. Just wrap it up, get us a clean exit, let's yeah. go. The alternative is um, a movie about the war that resulted in them banning Gundams.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, we, we had talked about, like, oh, season three is going to open up the, the spacey and earthy and civil war. They kind of wrapped it up. Like, Quiet Zero yeah. is, the, is the end point of that. So before, I was like, oh, no, I want to see where that's going to go. I'm like, no, they already pretty much scratched that itch for me reasonably well. so yeah
0: all right we have our final piece of listener mail before i got to get out of here i got to meet some friends and uh i spend so much time podcasting every week
1: (laughs) yes you do and it's about to get more
0: it's about to get more okay um our last email is from our friend fergal subject line calibarn is a dumb name and i hate it hello hello again sorry for the double length reading last week but like i said you before you can pick and choose what to read out loud since i'm a very detail oriented person. Diagnosed ADHD, possibly undiagnosed autism, which re- resulted in me breaking the record for the longest presentation in my interpersonal development teacher that for the longest present presentation my interpersonal development teacher had ever hosted in my first year of college. I did fail to categorize my thoughts in the episode itself properly. So sorry about that in advance. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you know, you say a lot. And uh, this email is nice and uh, condensed. Okay. Uh, very happy to have you, as always. Uh, Quiet Zero. I'm now more concerned than ever about the pacing of the show because after several episodes of it being a plot point that Mirina must become president so Quiet Zero be- can-, can be finished, now it's just suddenly out of the way. I couldn't tell if she become president screen. They've been calling her such, but I thought it was just... In relation to Gundarm, or if Prospera just finished it anyway. But either way, it feels like the plot line is abruptly finished. When I asked Tumblr about it, I was informed that you can apparently see the news of her becoming president on the, uh, becoming the Benarick Group president on the TV. And some people believe that Prospera never, n- never needed her to be president and just wanted to make Delling's daughter into a fall guy. But that requires great
1: great making it where a fall guy who becomes president that's (laughs) I'm going to fuck you up and give you the most powerful position in the entire world
0: right what (laughs) but all that requires an unacceptable amount of attention for such an important plot point. The fact that Prospera is seemingly in her endgame and the Space Assembly League just, just lost their fleet also gives the impression that they may actually be finishing the show in three episodes, which is very concerning. We still don't even know why Delling and his wife wanted to make this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Yep.
1: Brian gonna.
0: Yep, you're not gonna. Um, Gundam Caliban fans are... Uh, Fans have been anticipating a Gundam with this name ever since the Tempest parallels became widely known. You're welcome. As Caliban was Prospero's second supernatural servant after the fairy Ariel. The deformed half-demon son of the witch Circarax, Caliban was treated like a slave by Prospero on account of trying to do a kiki on his daughter in the past. So he spends the, the play trying to assassinate Prospero with, the two of the, with two of the shipwrecked humans, but they suck at it and serve as the play's comic relief as a result. As Prospero's most active adversary, it makes, makes sense that a Gundam named after him may be Prospero's final obstacle. And while the fact that Caliban never succeeded might be cause for concern i presume they're not following the play one-to-one concerning differences like prospero's daughter and ariel being the same character here also why it's called calibarn in the subtitles apparently the c- katakana is just Calibans. that's why i'm what i'm going to call it since it's a cooler name um and there's a correction email it says a redditor has informed me that there is a slight katakana difference that means it is indeed pronounced calibarn Although apparently some translations like the Thai subtitles are still using ca- uh, Caliban. So it's Calibarn. Okay, uh, Schwartzet. A surprising amount of fans were expecting Soledad pilots Schwarzette and are disappointed in this turn of events, but I never fully believed in that since it doesn't look like a main character Gundam and its big sword seemed too different from her previous fighting style. I predict that Lauda will get one episode in it to do a revenge attempt, but it will ultimately go to Ghoul since he's always been melee focused and the Darlbaldi is gone yeah i agree i also don't think they would reveal the main character's end game mobile suit so many episodes ahead of time they want a big reveal there's a reason in this episode that the Calibarn is like in like a blue tinted glass and we don't get a full look on it Mm -hmm. because they want the big epic reveal
1: yeah and while this feels you know again it's like okay what's going on i'm actually kind of excited about the prospect of of saletta Having to go in there with a new suit against her old suit, that actually yeah. interests me.
0: It's gonna be very cool i'm very i'm I'm excited because they're like this one doesn't filter permit. and I'm hoping we learn that Soleta synchronizes with the data storm too, and she can just go all out or she dies trying to save everybody. Also, if, a great ending,
1: no, because that's if if we're gonna go with uh uh they should be in a relationship, that's the barrier gaze trope. If one of them dies. if one of them dies, I'll be pissed.
0: oh, okay. yeah. um now,
1: now, here's the thing. storytelling wise, sure, because she's bit be, she'd be Selena Jesus, basically, but, if you want to give me lesbian Gundam, you cannot kill one of them because you've now fallen prey to a trope right. to get out of doing that.
0: All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Gundam <laughs> Calibarn. I hope it has a big pair of big old smoochy lips. That's yes!
1: <laughs> that's the it's got can a kiss, burial, <laughs> and everyone's uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Finally, I'm going to, a couple more quick ones. Elon Five defense apology. I stand by the opinion that Elon Five is sympathetic because of the position he's in. But, quote, the worst thing he did was harass Soletta. Sounded a lot worse hearing Maxim say it compared to write it down. And I could, I maybe could have worded it a bit better. (laughs) Yeah. I um <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember a single thing I've ever said ever after I've said it. But I'm glad I called you out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rating the podcast. I recently tried to give the shoot the show a rating for the eighth time, but I still can't for the life of me find where to do it. Apple Podcasts has a star rating and a number of review- reviews visible, but apparently no way to add to it. And Spotify doesn't even have ratings visible from what I can see. Maybe I need an app or something. I don't know. Have a great day, and may your shield be a thousand gunned nodes. Well,
1: thank you, Fergal. Spotify might just have the one with stars. I can't remember. But, like, if all you can leave are stars, leave them stars.
0: Yeah, leave them stars. I I haven't checked our reviews on Apple Podcasts in forever. It's pretty Um,
1: solidly at four, because I think we had one guy that was, like,
0: Yeah, one guy was like, Oh, we've actually gone up. Uh we have four ratings on Apple Podcast. Excellent. And um, okay, one one review that says excellent show for an excellent show. Very
1: nice.
0: That's very nice.
1: I think we have like 16 ratings on Spotify, something.
0: Yeah. And I know, listen, guys, I told you. I see the numbers every week. I know how many guys are listening, so why don't you hit that five star button, baby? (laughs) Come on. You know you want to do it all right well we got to wrap this up but guys thank you so much for writing in thank you Fergal, for your listener mail um send whatever you want to uh watch at gmail.com and subscribe to the patreon at patreon.com slash watch and we will be finishing this show and then we will be starting jujitsu kaisen season two and we'll have an episode about season one and jujitsu kaisen zero coming out do you love that idea? Do you hate it? We don't care. Write your hate mail <laughs> to watch for at gmail.com. And thank we you guys for we listening. We say we don't care, but we're nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Alex, where can people find you?
1: People can find me at a A-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A on Twitter or at Alex Fasella on Instagram and TikTok. Please leave our podcast five stars and a nice review with words if you can if it just has to be the stars that's fine too and i forgot to plug uh, about a month or so ago i was on uh my friend andrew Taven's house md podcast house of house and uh i think more people should listen to it i love that show
0: hell yeah go check it out guys uh go listen to house of house featuring uh alex you know he has from our last season finale he has strong feelings about season finales and house yes i do um, Uh guys, you can follow me on Instagram at asparaguts um, for all my comedy shit. Um, I did write two one-page RPGs. You can find them in the link tree in my uh Instagram bio. Uh they're called Chimp Quest and Sludge Wizard Council. Chimp (laughs) Quest is a RPG where everyone can only speak using chimp noises and hand gestures. And Sludge Wizard Council is a stoner doom metal electric wizard inspired uh, rules light RPG where you play as wizards get high um (laughs) what now (laughs) They what now uh yeah it's it's very rules light it's supposed to be narrative focused you know just take a look but uh instagram uh at asparagus asparagus with guts at the end anyway guys thank you so much for listening um may your plot have one thousand (laughs) threads ah there we go